My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm going to show you something very special from the shelves of our Moscow TV studio set. But first, I want to quote to you Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus gave us the Great Commission. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That verse was first put in me as a child. We attended a Baptist church, a wonderful Baptist church, that regularly said we have a responsibility to fulfill the Great Commission. I can even remember as a young child about the age of five, we each had little banks. They looked like houses, and on the front it was written, Our birthdays help build Baptist homes. And even on our birthdays, we used whatever we received. If we received money, we gave a part of it for the construction of Baptist homes because that was orphanage work. It was helping people who had less than us. And it was a part of fulfilling the Great Commission. My point is, from the time that I was a child, my mind and my heart has been on the Great Commission. What I'm doing today is a fulfillment of what was put in me as a child, and today we are teaching all nations. Thank you for being a partner and helping us to do that. But when my childhood pastor became very elderly, I invited him to Moscow. I wanted him to see the fruit of his labor produced through me. He invested so much in me, I wanted him to see what had been produced through my life because it will also be credited to his account. And I asked him to preach in our Moscow church. And when he stood up to preach, he said, Rick, today you're fulfilling the Great Commission, but you've been thinking about the Great Commission since the time you were a child. And today I want to give you a reminder of how long your mind has been on the Great Commission. And to my amazement, he pulled out a surprise. And guess what it was? He pulled out that little metal house, which I had when I was a child, I didn't even know that it still existed. It's a bank, and just like I remembered, it says, Our birthdays help our Baptist homes. And when he gave this to me, he said, Rick, what you're doing today is not new. Your mind has been there a long time. From the time you were a child, you understood we were to go into all the world and teach all nations. And today, this little metal bank given to me by my childhood pastor is my reminder that we are called to touch the whole world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to the program. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so excited to be here with you with Mr. Joel Renner. Hey, Joel. Thank you, Dad. It's good to be with you, too. And my friends, I have to tell you, we work hard to prepare these programs for you. I hope you enjoy them. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28 to take the gospel to all the world and make disciples. And that's what we're working hard to do. And you're a part of that. I have to tell you, you really are. Actually, Jesus said, go into all the world and teach all nations. And I know that that's part of our assignment. And Joel, the verse that I quote all the time is Proverbs 10, 21. I mean, it just flows from my lips. It's so in me. And it says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And I know that that is our task. That's our job. But we can do our part, but partners have to do their part. And they're the ones who give so that we can take this program around the world. It's amazing. Everything in the studio, 
all the airtime, all of it is paid for by partners. Every gift you give is so precious. Just today, Joel, I looked across the window to see our new studio being built. That's being built with the gifts of our partners. And from that new studio, the teaching of the Bible, so many different programs, they're going to go around the earth. And if you're a partner, I just want to say thank you to you. Thank you for what you do. It is so important. And if you're not a partner, please think about becoming a partner with our ministry. You can do it by going online or by just giving us a call. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. It's dedicated to partners. I'm not prophesying hard times. You're probably already in some challenging times. This book says how to survive, thrive, and overcome in the midst of any difficult situation. And it's dedicated to partners. So the moment you become a part of the partner family, we're going to send this to you. And we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we're offering you right now the brand new series called More Questions and Answers with Rick Renner. This week, we've been answering your questions. And tomorrow, we're going to come back and answer more. And it comes with a great study guide. I love it every year when we take this week to answer questions. I think it's maybe the funnest week of the year. I enjoy it. This flies by like this. And if you have more questions, please send them to me. We'll get around to them. And we're also offering you our autobiography, which is called Unlikely. If anybody was unlikely... It was me. It was Denise. It was Joel. It was Paul. It was Philip. We were an unlikely crew to be doing what God has called us to do. But you know, God anoints whoever he wants. And if you have a heart to say yes, then you're the one that God's looking for. And if you feel like you're unlikely, then you need to read this book. Because if God could use the Renner family, God can use anybody. And the back of this book says... This is a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out to experience your own unlikely adventure. This is the book for you to read. So please order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. And hey, friends, we want to pray for you. We really believe in prayer in our ministry. I begin my day praying for you. I end my day praying for you. We pray specifically for the needs that we become aware of. And when you call us, and you can call us right now, or send us an email. You can send an email right now. The moment we hear from you and we know how to pray, we only pray better because then we can pray explicitly for your need that you've told us about. And if you don't have anybody else to pray with you, here we are. Call us or send us your email and we will begin to pray for you. But today, we're going to deal with questions about prayer. Are you ready, Mr. Runner? I am ready. Let's begin. Why do some prayers take longer to answer than others? Well, first of all, we need our Bibles. We always use the Bible in this program, and we're believing for a revival of the Bible in the church. But I want to give you a verse. Are you ready? ready. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, and we looked at this verse on Tuesday of this week, but I want to come back to it. It says that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. This verse is so very powerful and it tells us two very important things. It says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And I shared on Tuesday that faith is masculine, patience is feminine. This is so important. Just like it takes a man and a woman to produce a baby, it takes faith and patience, patience to give birth to the promises of God. And many times when we believe, we want something right now. But we're not ready for it right now. What if a woman became pregnant in one moment and gave birth to the baby five minutes later? Can you imagine what a horrible experience that would be? 
as her body began to twist and turn and enlarge, and she's not emotionally ready for the arrival of that child. She's pregnant, but she's not really ready for it yet. And sometimes there's a period of us getting prepared for what God wants to give us. The answer is on the way. The moment you release your faith, things are engaged. But patience is required. Sometimes for you to be prepared or for other people to be prepared, it takes faith and patience. Just like it takes a man and a woman to give birth to a child, it takes faith and patience to give birth to the promises of God. And I also quoted on Tuesday, Hebrews 10, verse 36. I want to read it to you again. For you have need of patience. Well, that's the one thing that nobody wants. But you have to understand that the word patience here is really a bad translation. In Greek, it's the word hupomene, and this word is so important. Joel, the early church, called it the queen of all virtues. Wow. They knew if they had this, it wasn't a question of if they would receive. It was just a question of when it would happen. They would. It wasn't a question of if. And that's why they said this was the queen of all virtues. And that word patience, the Greek word hupomene, is a compound of two words. The word hupo means to be under. The word meno means I stay or I abide in one spot. When you compound the two words together, it pictures a person who hupo is under a heavy, heavy load, but meno, they have resolved, I'm not moving, I'm not budging, I'm not flinching. Hupo, I don't care how heavy it gets. This is my spot. I'm not surrendering. I'm not yielding it to anyone. This territory, this principle, this promise, it belongs to me. I refuse to move. And here's what happens. If you're immovable, then the devil's the one that moves. He'll push you around as long as you're willing to be pushed around. But the moment you stand still and you resist him steadfast in the faith, he's the one that starts moving. He will flee from you. And this word patience really describes the attitude of one who refuses to give up. He refused to bend, to break, or to surrender. And one expositor has translated as hang in their power. Another calls it staying power. It's really the Greek word for endurance. You have to endure sometimes before you receive. You just cannot give up when the answer doesn't come quickly. And it goes on to say, after you have done the will of God. Well, what is the will of God? Staying in faith. That is the will of God. Doesn't matter how long it takes. You're to stay in a place of faith. And the Bible says, after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. But there are different kinds of prayer. In fact, I want to turn in our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, where the Bible tells us something very important. Sometimes when we pray, we're praying the wrong kind of prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. And I have an entire series, which you should order. It's five parts called Different Kinds of Prayer. Listen to this. It says in Ephesians 6 verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. You know what the Greek says? Praying always with all kinds of prayer. One translator has translated this, Pray always with all the various kinds of prayer that are available for you to use. There's the prayer of faith. There's the prayer of demanding. There's the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession, the prayer of surrender. There are different kinds of prayer. And just like there are different tools in a toolbox, you have to use the right tool to accomplish your task. And if you're praying with the wrong kind of prayer, you may not get the results that you need. A screwdriver is used for screws. You don't use a screwdriver to hammer nails. You don't use a hammer to screw screws. You have to use the right tool in the right moment. And in the same way, there are different kinds of prayer. 
So it's very important that you're praying the right kind of prayer for what you're facing in your life. But my friends, the will of God according to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 36, is for you to stay in that place of faith, not give up, not budge, not flinch, not move. You stay in that place until you receive the promise. And if you need somebody to pray with you, for you to be strong, call us or send us your email. We'll pray with you and put our faith together with you so you're strong all the way to the end. Amen. Joel. Why did the angel in the book of Daniel fight with the prince of Persia for 21 days before he appeared to Daniel? Well, this is a very good question. And I deal with this in my book called Dress to Kill, which has really become a Christian classic. It's a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and spiritual armor. It has wonderful illustrations inside it. But when you come to Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, we have an amazing verse, and I'm going to read it to you. An angel came to Daniel, and then said he unto me, Daniel's reporting this experience, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou hast set thy heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Well, it had been 21 days since Daniel prayed, and Daniel didn't see any results. Maybe you wonder, is anything happening? Something was happening that Daniel was unaware of. Finally, the angel showed up and said, Hey, Daniel, your words were heard the first day that you prayed. Then the angel says in verse 13, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, one and twenty days. There's the twenty-one days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Verse 14, now I am come to make thee understand. Or we find that principalities and powers in the heavenly realms had attempted to block the answer. This was the prince of Persia. You're going to read in just a moment about the prince of Greece. They were attempting to block the arrival of God's answer. Angelic warfare took place. And by the way, we do not initiate angelic warfare. This is something triggered by God. But then, after the angel has spoken to Daniel, the angel then says in verse 20, Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. And lo, when I am gone, the prince of Greece will come. Verse 21, But I will show thee, that which is noted in the scripture of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, your prince. So we find real angelic warfare taking place. It's amazing. And this leads me back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, which we covered two days ago, where the Apostle Paul said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And notice the word principalities. It is the Greek word archos. It's where you get the word for an archbishop, something that is arch. It's at the very top. It is the word for a prince or a principality. And here we find that in the spirit realm, there are fallen angels and evil powers that have to be dealt with. Those things are dealt with by angels. But Paul says, we wrestle not against principalities, uh, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the area that we deal with. High places in Greek describes the air below the mountaintops. Angels deal with everything above the mountaintops.
We deal with what is below the mountaintops, the atmosphere where we live, the air that we breathe. Demons have been dispatched into that realm. That's what we come face to face with and we have to deal with. And because of the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus and the word of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we are well able to deal with them when we need to. But anyway, that answers the question about why this angel had to fight on the way to Daniel. Next question. In your teaching, seven spiritual things to do every day, you talk about developing a life of daily prayer. Please help me know how to get started and please give examples. Well, first of all, you ought to order that series, Seven Things to Do Every Day to Stay Spiritually Strong. But we're told in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. How in the world do you do that? Well, the Greek actually says pray without a pause, pray without an intermission, pray without a break, which means prayer can become a lifestyle. Mm. But let me give you my testimony. When I get up every morning, I pray before I lift my head off the pillow. You know why? Because we're told in Psalm chapter 5, verse 2, in the morning, Lord, you'll hear my voice. In the morning, I will lift my voice up to you. I start praying before I ever lift my head off the pillow, and I go through a list of people I pray for, including you and all of our partners and all of our viewers. I pray for you every morning before my feet ever hit the ground. Then when I put on my robe, I walk into the kitchen and I turn on the coffee machine. I do my push-ups. Then I get my cup of coffee and I go to the room where I read my Bible and where I pray. And I begin praying and I begin reading. And I pray and read simultaneously. And I would encourage you to do that as well. When I'm opening my Bible, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, please show me wondrous things out of your word. That's in Psalm 119. And he will. Holy Spirit, open the word to me as I read today. When I read a verse, I'll say, Holy Spirit, help me understand that verse better. Prayer, it's not a ritual. It just flows from my heart. And you know, it's interesting that among the people of God in Israel, they believed every gesture was a prayer. That's why today when you go to the Wailing Wall, when the Jews pray, they're moving their bodies like this. You know why? Because they're worshiping God with all their mind, their soul, and their body. They're worshiping God. And I believe a tear is a prayer, a movement is a prayer. Prayer is everything you are, it's everything that you do. You can pray without ceasing. But Joel, I had to make a decision to develop a mindset that I was going to live in a state of prayer. And I really do. And you can do it too. Next question. Do you think that the modern day church, or at least the Western culture, is hyper-focused on what God can do for us? For example, success, prosperity, answered prayer, and that we are focused, not focused enough on what we can do for Him or His kingdom. Well, to answer that question, I have to also recommend that you get my book called A Life Ablaze. Because in the book, A Life Ablaze, I talk about the 10 fuels you need in your life to stay spiritually ablaze for the rest of your life. But yes, I do think that the Western culture tends to be self-obsessed. And it's not really about the church, it's about the age we're living in because we're living in the end of the age. And the Bible says in the end of the age, people will be lovers of their own self. It really means they're gonna be self-absorbed, self-focused, fixated on themselves. It's very healthy for us to get our minds off of ourselves. Amen. Amen. You know, when all you do is sit around and think about yourself, your world is pretty small. But when you begin to put your mind on what you can do for the kingdom of God, what you can do for your neighbor, what you can do for someone else, what you can give to help somebody else hear the gospel, suddenly you're reaching beyond your world and your world is getting much bigger. And the principle of sowing and reaping is so true. 
If you're just sitting there saying, I want to reap, 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 eventually you're going to stop reaping. It's going to become a very sad world. You have to be giving time, giving love, giving attention. If you want love, then you've got to give love. If you want attention, you have to give attention. Everything in life is sowing and reaping. And Joel, this principle changed my life. I truly believe, and you know I do, everything in life is sowing and reaping. Everything. Everything. What I do for others is what's going to be done for me. What I do for the Lord is what's going to be done for me. What I give is what's going to come to me. How I love is how I'm going to be loved. How I forgive is how I'm going to be forgiven. Everything is determined by the seeds that I sow with my actions. So I think we need to understand the promises of God. Of course we do. That's why I'm teaching the Bible on television. Yes, we're Word of Faith people. We believe in receiving everything that God has. But we also need to think about how we can be a blessing and how we can sow with our time, our love, our money, our talents, our gifts. We need to get our minds on others. And if we'll do that, we'll advance the cause of the kingdom of God. Do we have another question? We do not, but I want to add, I think whenever you realize that you're going to reap what you sow, the sowing part gets more exciting. Oh, it does. Because the more you sow, the more you're going to reap. And I think that's so exciting. You know, some people say, ah, oh, that's just a preacher's racket to get people to give. No, no, no. It's, it's found in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. Whatsoever a man sows... And the Greek says, whatsoever man sows and sows and sows and sows and sows, that shall he also reap. And the Greek agrees with sowing. Shall he reap and reap and reap and reap and reap, which means your reaping is determined by your sowing. The level you sow determines what you're going to reap. So once in a while, you're going to reap once in a while. But if you begin to develop a life of sowing, you will also have a life of reaping. Oh, that is so powerful. If you can get that inside you, that will transform your life. But hey, we have one more day of questions and answers. That'd be good. So let's come back tomorrow, Joel, and answer some more questions. And if you have some questions you'd like to ask me, please send them to us at our ministry. And we'll get to them. And remember that if you need prayer, we're here and we want to pray for you. But I'll be back in just a moment. And Joel and I are going to pray for you. We all have questions that we'd like to have answers for, but they often go unanswered. Do you have questions about the Bible that you wish someone would answer for you? In this five-part series, Questions and Answers with Rick Renner, Rick addresses many difficult and challenging questions that have been sent to him over the years. This series doesn't dodge a single issue, but dives headlong into every question asked. Rick says, there are a lot of things I don't know, but to the best of my ability, I have tackled some challenging questions in this series. You'll be amazed at the discoveries you're about to make with Rick in this exciting series. If your heart yearns to find answers to some of your more difficult Bible questions, then this is the series for you. Don't delay ordering your copy today, because you'll discover treasures in this series that you've been seeking for a long time. And this week, take advantage of our two-week cyber sale. We're offering a 25% discount on all our resources. That's right, 25% off everything at our renner.org store. Go to renner.org right now and save on all your favorite teachings by Rick and Denise. Now is the time to order the products you've been waiting for. Go to renner.org today and save big on books, CDs, study guides, and more. Don't miss out on this special offer. And order the teaching series, Questions and Answers, with Rick Renner today. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This is Rick Renner, and I'm here on the side of our new studio with Mr. Joel Renner. It is so good to be with you. Joel, it was exciting what happened here yesterday. It really is. They poured so much concrete. They poured this entire slab yesterday from morning to evening, and on this slab, Joel, we're going to begin constructing our new studio. In fact, the walls are going to go up in just a few weeks, and we're able to do it because of our giving team that's giving of their finances to help us do that. And right from this place, we're gonna produce teaching that people can trust and send it all over the world in the English language and the Russian language. And it's just so exciting. And what's totally amazing to me, Joel, is that at the same time that we're doing this here, we are purchasing a new building in Tulsa. And Joel, just this morning, I was reading in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 11, where God promised, I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build that will be fully supplied when you get them. And the new building that we're getting in Tulsa, it is fully furnished. It's amazing. It is everything we would ever need. And we didn't have to lift a finger. We just have to walk in and take possession of it. And believe. And believe. We need to pay for it. And that's why we want to say thank you to you giving team, because you really are making a difference. And here in Moscow and in Tulsa and around the world, our ministry is literally bursting at the seams. People reaching out to us, calling us, writing to us, asking us for materials. If you saw our office in Tulsa, you would be amazed because materials are lining the hallways. We're using metal containers on the back of the property because we don't have room for more materials in the building. We're literally bursting at the seams because God is giving increase. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, one plants, another waters, but God is the one who gives the increase. And I want to say thank you for your planting, thank you for your giving, and thank you to God because God is ultimately the one who gives the increase. That if you're not already a part of our giving team, would you please pray about becoming part of the giving team to help us finish constructing this studio and purchasing the building in Tulsa? We'll be so thankful. And together as partners, we're going to reach people with teaching they can trust. It's amazing that right from where each of us are, we can make a difference in someone else's life. So thank you in advance for being a part of this wonderful ministry expansion project. Well, Joel, we've had a pretty good time today. We have. We're answering a lot of questions this week. And tomorrow we're going to answer more. It's going to be great. But you should order the entire series, which is called more questions and answers with Rick Renner and Joel Renner, of course, because Joel is with me. And it comes with a study guide. Please order this today. Tomorrow is the last day that we're offering it on the program. And we're also offering you our autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. And my friends, please let us know how to pray for you. Just give us a call right now. Call right now. We're waiting for the phone to ring. Or you can send your email when it shows up in our inbox. We're going to take that prayer request and we're going to go before the throne of God according to Hebrews chapter 4, the throne of grace to obtain help in time of need. And if you feel like you need help in a time of need, hey, let us know. And we will pray with you for God to move mightily in your life. And he will really do it. But we have to know how to pray. So give us a call. 
or send us your email. But I want to pray for you right now. Father, thank you that Joel and I could be together today on the program praying for the needs of our friends and of our partners. Lord, you say to call to you and you will move in our life in a time of need. We're asking you, Lord, to move by your power in our time of need to provide everything that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow. It's going to be our last day of answering questions and answers. But please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.